This is XN Anderson. Welcome to the Principal Podcast today. You know, today I want to talk about something that has been on my mind a little bit. I I uh, knew a really renowned marriage counselor, and I asked this counselor once. Um, I asked him. I said, "Hey, you know what is? If you could just narrow it down to one thing, what would you want people to know to help people with their marriages?" It was really interesting. He said something like this. He said, I would want people to know that you're not responsible for other people's feelings. In other words, you're responsible for your own feelings and you can control them and you can influence your own feelings. Now, um, this has a lot to do with proactivity. You know, if we always think that the problem is out there, Stephen Covey said, that thought itself is the problem. The problem, the, the thought that the problem is somewhere out there is the problem. And Stephen Covey kind of narrows it down. It's like, okay, we have, there's three things, three things we can categorize everything that happens to us. We can say stuff that I have direct control over, which is me. I mean, I can control what I think, what I eat. You know, if I'm, if I'm overweight, I can start to exercise more. I can eat right. I can eat better, eat more healthy food. That's something that's like a direct control problem. Then there's things that are in our immediate family or relationships. We don't have control over people, but we have a little bit of influence. You might call it indirect control. I might call it influence, but let's call it indirect control for this. And I think Stephen Covey mentioned that. So there's control, there's things we have influence or maybe indirect control over. And then there's things we have zero control over, no control. So for example, I can't control the weather. There's a lot of things that happen around the world that have no control over. But in every instance, the best thing I can do is still work on me. Now, let me just tell you what I mean. So if something I have direct control over, so if it has to do with my thoughts, if it has to do with my habits, if it has to do what time I get up or go to sleep or how I react to people, all of those things I have direct control over. Now, let's just say I'm in a relationship with somebody or some people I love. I don't have control over those people, but I can definitely control how I respond and how I act around them, which can definitely influence them. Now, let me give you an example. Let's use let's use tantruming. You know, let's say some. Let's just say someone has a kid who tantrums. Now, a reactive thought could be that kid's just a bad kid. He tantrums. He tantrums. He tantrums. But if you actually look at why kids tantrum, you know they have this, and we've talked about this in other episodes. But we talked about how behaviors are like seeds. And, and attention is like water. And so we water the behaviors we want to see grow with attention. Well, if you watch sometimes a parent, I, I've, I've seen this actually happen where a kid was tantruming and the parent was giving him all kinds of attention. They were saying, oh, why are you doing this? And you're embarrassing mommy or you're embarrassing daddy. You're doing, and they're giving him, oh, do you need a sucker? What can we give you? Can I give you something to play with? What, what can I do to make you be happy? And the kid's tantruming and the parents are just pouring the attention on. So they're watering this behavior with attention. And maybe if the parent were to stop a little bit and say, okay, wait, maybe it's not that I have a horrible kid. Maybe it's that the kid has now learned that I get a lot of attention when they act this way. And one of the, the ways to get rid of that behavior, if you read The Power of Positive Parenting by Glenn Latham, is to say, hey, when you act that way, you get to be in a place where you don't get any attention. You can sit here in the corner. And you know, just calmly, not in any mean way, say, hey, you can just kind of burn out. Now, a lot of parents, that's really hard to do because if the kid's still tantruming for another five, six, seven minutes, some parents, it's really hard to not go over there and say, well, how can I help you? Are you still okay? 
And what you do when you do that is the kid just learns that if I, you know, scream and cry and tantrum for another five, six, seven minutes, they'll get mom and dad's attention. Sometimes they may need to sit there and burn out for, I don't know, a longer time. Maybe, I don't know, I'm guessing 20, 24, 25 minutes. But if every time they start to tantrum, they get to be in a place where they get zero attention. They may tantrum a little bit worse at the first because they haven't figured it out, but eventually the tantrum will go down. And then when they're acting well, they're acting good. You can say, hey, I love it when you when you act call me like this. I love it how you're playing call me with, with Johnny or whoever it is. And really key in to, to watering the behaviors you want to see grow with attention. So in that situation, you don't have control of when somebody chooses to tantrum. You don't have control. But you can definitely control how you react to it, which actually can influence the situation. So instead of labeling and saying, well, I just have this horrible kid. I have this person. He's just a problem. Instead of doing that, the answer is always to work on you. Take a little time, learn to how to be a better parent or better spouse, better relationship, better employee, better boss, No because you can't control them. But the answer is still to work on you. So if I have direct control over it, work on me. If I can influence, but I don't have direct control, indirect control, still the answer is to work on me. Now, let's talk about stuff you have zero control over, okay? Because like you can kind of influence people you work around, but I have zero control over the weather. One of the things that my mom was really good at is having a good attitude towards things you have no control over. Like, let me give you an example. Some people, when it rains, they say, oh, it's bad weather. It's horrible weather. You know, and they get depressed because they allow themselves to be controlled by something outside them. Well, there's no bad weather. There's just your attitude towards it, right? So I remember my mom, when it would rain, she'd say, oh, wow, it's raining. Let's put our uh, rain boots on and we would go jump in puddles. And then my mom had this tradition of making egg salad sandwiches for us. So here's something she had zero control over, but the attitude you can still have control over. So, you know, when we're talking about, and, and by the way, this principle, I've got to tell you, was given by Jesus Christ himself on the Sermon on the Mount, the very first sermon. You know, here Jesus comes to the, to the world. He's born in a manger. It's, it's predicted for thousands of years. And we don't know a lot about his youth, but then the first sermon he gives, he talks about this same principle. He says, you know, why do you behold the moat that's in someone else's eye when you have a beam in your own? And it's kind of the same way as we're talking about, no matter what's going outside there, work on yourself goes first cast the beam out of your own eye first figure out what you're doing wrong as a spouse or parent that you can fix and then you'll see clearly to cast the mode out of someone else's eye but you've got this this huge log or this beam in your own eye and this principle of working on yourself first and not not blaming it on someone else in other words when you say my spouse makes me so angry that's not really true. You choose to be angry. You can control your attitude. You can control how you react. Sure, there are things that may initially rub you wrong, but you still have a choice of how you respond. Now, the way to get this kind of ability to respond in a good way is to make and keep commitments to yourself that may be hard. Like, let me give you an example. If you can't get up on time when you say you are. So when the alarm clock rings, if you say, Hey, I'm going to get up at 6am, but then every single time the mattress wins, like you've got to have mind over mattress, right? If it wins, then you literally, your body is kind of in charge of who you are, your spirit. And so if you can just say, you know, what, for the next three days, 
no matter what happens, I'm going to commit. Even if I'm tired, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. You'll start to just trust yourself, to commit to yourself that you can do this. And so making and keeping small commitments to yourself to the point where you can say, I trust myself. When I say I'm going to do something, I trust myself. Then when you get to the hard moments, because there's a few hard moments that getting up in the morning could be a hard moment, biting your tongue. So somebody says something that's a little bit trying to get you to go, get a little angry. But if you can, if you can get to the point where you can trust yourself, say, okay, I know this might happen. I'm going to bite my tongue and be strong, even in the hard moment. That will build trust inside you and you'll be able to handle those more. So um, keeping commitments to yourself. Hey, I'm, I don't feel like exercising, but I'm going to exercise anyway. By the way, if you do that for a few weeks, you still feel like exercising. I'm not feeling like loving my spouse, but I'm still going to treat them kindly. That's something, I mean, these things that you can do. And if we really can stop blaming people for how we feel, in other words, my, nobody makes me mad. I choose to be mad. Nobody makes me uh, happy. Even I choose to be happy. My feelings, I own them rather than trying to blame someone outside me. If you can get to that point, um, according to this counselor who I spoke to, he said, I think that's the most important thing he would want people to know is that you're responsible for your own feelings. This is the principal podcast. Thanks for turning in today. Think about that today. I am responsible for my own feelings and I can control them with how I think about things. I can control them by what I do. If I act angry towards somebody, I'll start to feel more angry towards them. On the other hand, if I act forgiving and loving, I'll start to feel forgiving and loving towards people. And I can I can sense if I really can, can step back and look at what thought patterns I have, we can see that the thoughts create the feelings. And so I can control my feelings with what I allow on my stage. Um, this isn't easy to do. Sometimes it's like learning to walk, right? Um, you wouldn't expect a baby to learn to walk overnight. They're going to fall down a lot or toddlers going to fall down as long as they walk. But if we continually practice, even though we keep tipping over, we can get to a point where we really, really can be in control of our feelings and our thoughts. Um, you know, I, I expect there's this, this podcast may not be very popular with some and people might say, push back and say, Hey, you know, I, I disagree with you, but I really do think if we can take ownership and say, I'm responsible for what I'm thinking, which is what's causing me to feel this way. I'm responsible for my actions and take responsibility instead of trying to blame someone else. Life gets better. Thanks for joining me today on the principal podcast. I am so jealous of my wife because she gets the ultimate career. She gets to train and nurture and love our children more than I get to because I have to be doing things like this podcast. Parenting is the ultimate career. If you like what you heard today, please like, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Thank you for listening. You can also check out my book, What I Want My Children to Know Before I Die. It's available on Amazon and other bookstores. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>